Hello and welcome to the Villa Talks podcast. Welcome to a historic episode uh, of the post-match rant. 27 years and counting. Well, not counting. No, not counting anymore. We can stop stop counting now. (laughs) Never (laughs) stop the streaming. Uh, do not adjust your television sets. Yes, we have won 3 1. Uh, historic win Unai Emery's first game. Um, we finally beat Man United at Villa Park in the Premier League. Uh, here with me this week, AJ, Sam, and Yaro to discuss. How are we, boys? All good. All good. Cocker hoop. Cocker hoop, mate. Cocker hoop. Great way. Not heard that word on the podcast before. No, I don't know where that came from. I've not said it. I was yeah. ever, I don't think, in my life, but I felt it summed it up, so I went with it. Right, so this week we're going to, um, obviously it's a post-match rant, but we're going to s- semi follow the uh, same format, but we're going to start with here and Villain of the Week, so we can talk about the, the Man United game first up. But before we start that, uh, I just want to play you a clip. Yara sent this across, and I've, I've seen it before, but hopefully this works, just to, just to set the mood. Don't even think I can tell you now they won't win this game. They've taken one point from 14 matches against teams in the top six. They've conceded 33 goals. Man United are a well-oiled machine right now. They are not going to win this game. I know you can sack me if they do. Did they sack him? You sacked him. I want to sack him if they do. Sacked in the morning. Do you know what? I've, I've not seen that end of that clip. I've seen it going around yeah, loads yeah. of times, and in, in, I've not seen him go so far as to say he could sack me if they win. I'd love it if they did. Yeah. yeah. I, to be fair, he did. I watched the whole clip and he did talk about uh, Unai Emery was a great appointment and how he's really fond of Villa and etc. So, has um, he addressed? Has he addressed it since? Has he addressed all the banter he's know. been getting? I don't know. I'm not sure. I haven't looked. Um, has he just, yeah. just pretended he didn't say it? You'd have to, wouldn't you? You'd just embrace it, surely. Like, yeah, yeah, surely yeah, you yeah, go, sure. oh, I made a mug of myself. Yeah. Like, rather than just going completely silent on it. Well, well, yeah. whilst where the pod is going on, maybe I'll have a look and see what we've got. A few tweets and stuff that we're we're going to share uh, as well. But let's start with uh, hero and villain of the week. Right, uh, AJ, I'm gonna I'm gonna hand over to you. This is going to be a collegiate effort. We're gonna go. We're gonna do it together because I think we've all got various different shouts for hero of the week. But I'm gonna start off with you, mate. You go first. Well, I've I've gone for the obvious one, which is Unai Emery. Uh, he's absolutely got to be hero of the week. Um, he's come in. He's had three days training with the squad. Uh, he's and he's done something we haven't done in twenty seven years. And it, and it wasn't even like a streaky, fluky win. Maybe three three goals flattered us a, a little bit. You know, if you want to be the boring stats man, which is my job, and look at the XG and all of that. But they were all great finishes, so it didn't really. Uh, and we were comfortable. You know, we had the Olays out at one point, and there was obviously a bit of me going, have you ever seen this fixture before? Can we, can we stop doing that? But at the same time, I, I didn't I didn't feel the normal nerves that I would feel in that situation against United. We were stroking it around. We were keeping the ball. Um, you know, all of the things we've complained about uh, for pretty much 12 months under Gerrard around... Uh, the structure, all of that. Uh, in three days, he's he's turned that around, and that doesn't mean like we're. It doesn't mean we're gonna you know win every game from here. I'm still realistic about it. I still think you know what I said earlier in the week uh, or last week, whatever it was, um, about where I think we'll finish. Still stand by that. I think we'll be sort of lower mid table probably, and there'll be hiccups along the way. 
But bloody hell, what a performance. What a coaching performance to deliver that victory in such a comfortable way in such a short space of time. And then the, the other bit, um, you know, the amount of times we've complained about Gerard's interviews and his lack of humility and all of that sort of stuff. Again, Emery was the complete opposite. Like, total humility. You know, it's a privilege for me to be here. I'm really excited. Praise the players. I've got nothing but belief in the in the players, but still said, but there's more to come. You know, so giving the players a little nudge, but not like calling them a bunch of useless shithouses who aren't good enough to play in the division or whatever, which obviously I'm paraphrasing Stevie a little bit there, slightly, but, slightly. but only a bit. Um, only a bit. Only a bit. So, yeah, I just think, I, I know you guys have got a couple of other uh, honourable mentions for Hero of the Week, but there's absolutely no doubt that Unai Emery has to win it. Yeah, yeah, I think, uh, I don't know if you saw, we talk about it on, on uh, WhatsApp, but Neil Cutler's um, podcast appearance on Ben Foster's pod. and uh, Very good. Uh, there was a, a bit there about... Um, Emmy Martinez was sort of talking to Cutler in the week up leading up to the game and around how they were going to set up against Man United. And we sort of saw it, didn't we? Uh, he's got a good record against Man United, obviously beat them in the final. And there's stories about him watching 17 games of Man United in a row and, you know, obviously trying to get the lay of the land on them. But playing with that sort of box midfield, that sort of narrow four, but with the split strikers and, uh, uh, you know, um, just trying to use the pace of Watkins and, and Bailey against Martinez and uh, um, Shaw and, and and just the, I can't remember who the centre back was now. Who was it? It was uh, uh, Lindelof. Lindelof. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, and use the pace. Use their pace and uh, and it worked a treat. And obviously, it was nice to see some tact, actual tactics uh, for for once, wasn't it? And a, and a strategy, and mm. uh, goes against the story that um, we saw. On uh, on Twitter, I don't know if you saw Sun Sport. Oh, yeah, we did. We shared it on WhatsApp uh, that um, the, the players only found out the morning of what our tactics were. Uh, in reality, they only found out that our team was, you know, well, who our team was at eleven thirty, rather than the actual tactics. I'm sure they were working on the actual game plan for the whole week. It, uh, even if yeah. they'd found, even if they'd found out on the morning what the tactics were, it still would have been better than Gerard. At least there were some yeah. tactics. Yeah, Sally. true. True, uh, but yeah, I think it's a fair, it's a fair shout. I'm probably going to be the shout, but it will be interesting to hear what you guys think as well. Any other shouts for Hero of the Week? Well, on, can I just say about uh, about Emery is that it really reminds me of when Martin O'Neill took over because when Martin O'Neill took over, you know, obviously we'd all fallen drastically out of love with David O'Leary, and every week he'd sort of say, you know, these are uh, essentially talking the team down. You know, uh, we, yeah. we need some help here. The players aren't good enough, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then O'Neill took over, and obviously, um, you know, he played Arsenal, and um, and they were at the time, obviously, they were top team, and uh, uh, people sort of said, oh well, you know, you've inherited this squad from David O'Leary. It's not very good, is it? Because David O'Leary kept telling us it wasn't very good, and O'Neill said, well, you know, yeah, Arsenal have got some good players, but we've got some top players as well, and we've been working on a plan to beat them all week in training. You just think that's all you need to say, Martin. That's it. You know, it's such a refreshing change, um, and I think we're all feeling refreshed, which is lovely. Can I just mention one thing that's a refreshing change is that Sam's just talked about David O'Leary and Martin O'Neill and not tried to do an accent for either of them. So I think that's, <laughs> that's all. That's also progress. I, yeah. yeah. So I sigh of relief from this for me, really. I think. Yeah. Yeah. What's Sam bringing to the table then? What's he bringing? Well, to listen, the table? <laughs> listen. Doing managers' accents now with Emery in in charge. I've decided yeah. I'm retiring. I'm retiring it. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, good. I like it. Um, any other shouts? 
yeah. Um, um, yeah. Well, just on Emery, I just was, you know, the thing about not um, the humility factor. Um, I don't know if you noticed, but straight down the tunnel, uh, as soon as the full-time whistle went, no sort of uh, reveling in the adulation of the fans or anything. I, I was there um, uh, in the Trinity trying to spot him, going, "Where's, where's Emery?" We're, like thinking he was going to do a big round of applause for the halt, but no, he was gone. Let the players have the limelight. I, I like mm. that a lot. Um, in terms of other shouts for hero, um, Emmy Martinez for um, arranging the attacking wall for Dinier's Ooh. free kick. Um, at the time, I was, you know, screaming at him, go, what are you doing, Emmy? Get back in your goal, get back in your goal, Emmy. All I saw was a disaster where it hit the wall, rolled out, and then they punted it uh, from the halfway line into our net. Um, but, but no, it seemed like if you saw that video that the fan took. I've got it. I've um, got it. Should I put it on? Yeah, put it yeah, on. go for it. it. Let's have a look. Uh, can you see that? Yeah. 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 Let's have a look then. Hopefully this works. So you can see Amy Martinez there lining up, and um, again Cutler on the Ben Foster pod- podcast. Big cuts. It, it took it took me a few watches to realize what is actually going on, but he's like he's he's going. What is the Hayes view? What is the Hayes yeah. view? How can I block mm-hmm. the Hayes view? So he's yeah. just he's just shifting them a little bit, shifting them a little bit. Yes, you yeah. blocked his view perfectly. I mean, whether whether De Gea would have got to that um, any, anyway, I'm not. I'm not convinced. Look at look um, at Morgan Sanson there. Oh, absolutely loving it. Uh, yeah. no, well, well, actually, he was he was my third uh, suggestion of hero, the very minor hero of the week, just for the patience he's shown up until that moment where he got his two or three minutes and showed some nice touches. And oh, um, there was that one, wasn't there, where there was like three players around him and he's done a little turn and then kept possession and play. Oh, yeah, that was good. Little... I love that. Omar, you were mentioning about um, Cuts' podcast with Ben Foster when he talks about Emmy. I think that's really interesting. I think you were just going to mention that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yara picked up on it. It was exactly that. Because uh, I was the same. I was thinking, is he taking credit for something he hasn't done? Uh, but it was what Yara said. He was trying to see what De Gea was seeing so he could block in the blockers, Mings. And I can't remember who mm-hmm. the other player was to make sure they could block the ball. But he mentioned yeah. that pod was, um, the interesting thing was around the, the, the wall. So I think everyone noticed that the wall seemed to be quite quite a bit back um mm. maybe even 12 13 yards maybe even more um there was that man you fan that record that, that wrote, noticed that wasn't there yeah 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 it was moaning, <laughs> moaning by the referee we'll come on to that in a second. shouldn't have been a goal maybe you'll get yeah. a little in the week uh but yeah. uh, cuts was mentioned that austin mcphee um so after the forest game uh gerard and austin mcphee had a, not a falling out but had a bit of an altercation where Gerard was like, you know, what the hell? Why are we working on on these in the in training and all the players are hitting top bins? And then when it comes to the match, they're hitting the wall every time. And Austin McPhee went away and was like, yeah, I just I don't know what what's going on. How can they be so good? We're working on this. And apparently Austin McPhee's like so detailed, so so intelligent. He has a he's an analytical man that works with him as well, and they go into so much detail. And uh, he uh, actually Austin McPhee went through all the all the games, not just the Villa games and other games. And looked at the average uh, distance between the wall and the wall, and it was probably about six, seven yards rather than ten yards. So he went to all the referees and went to the probably PGOL. I don't know who he went to, but um, basically put some pressure on and said, "Look, this isn't good enough." Showed the evidence, and uh, and apparently from now now on going forward, I think you saw with Ronaldo's free kick as well, similar kind of thing where the wall was quite back. I think you'll see the full ten yards, if not more. Apparently, on average, the referee not only does a zero point eight yards per stride rather than one yard per stride but also mm-hmm. never does the full 10 probably does like eight or nine mm-hmm. so uh. you know you could do the maths there so it's probably six uh. seven yards but yeah quite, the other quite thing I did that podcast which i thought was really interesting was that emmy martinez 
they made him vice captain and he just thinks that he's got to have now have this bigger character around the training ground and start getting involved in more and more things. And then that stepped up even further when they made him captain. Yeah. Um, you know, to the extent where he's probably choosing the condiments in the in Bodymore Heath now in the uh, in, in the in the canteen. But yeah, um, yeah I, I thought that seeing him actually line up the uh, our players in their wall for a free kick is uh, really epitomizes that, doesn't it? He wants yeah. to be involved in that. Yeah. Really. So yeah. we've got we've got an assist for uh, Ramsey because he was a player who was fouled, uh, and no booking. Was there a booking? Oh, there was for that one, wasn't it? It wasn't Martin. Yeah, yeah, I think Shaw was, was booking. Sure, yeah. It was Luke Shaw, wasn't it? Um, yeah. We've got an assist for Austin McPhee for sorting out the walls, and we've got an yeah. assist for Martinez for rearranging. <laughs> yeah. Can yeah. we also what... mention? Can we also mention Luca D? Because 0.03 xG on that free kick, um, put it away. I think it was PGR Analytics on Twitter uh, who mentioned that it's over 2,000 days since the last time we scored a direct free kick in the Premier League. Uh, so I think, yeah, shout out to Luca Dean for breaking that hoodoo as well, which is not, not quite 27 years, but apparently yeah. Benteke feels, back feels against like, yeah. QPR, Benteke QPR, against yeah. QPR was the, la- was the last one. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. It'd be funny if Luca of, Dean was watching this going, uh, lads, uh, I did actually strike the ball. Yeah. But just on, on, the, on, the same, on the same note, um, Jacob Ramsey, let's talk about him. Uh, because yeah. in my my in my eyes, he was the man of the match. I mean, obviously there was lots of different players that you could you could uh, give yeah. a shout out for man of the match. But I thought he was uh, he was excellent and uh, mm-hmm. carried on a, an excellent run against Man United. Really, it was it was phenomenal in the in the two two draw as well, and uh, was integral really. And in, uh, was coming back from two goals down. Uh, what did you uh, what did you make of his performance, AJ? I'll just share stats while you're talking as well. Yeah, please do. I mean, excellent. Uh, I mean, we saw the team and, you know, there was some, we weren't sure whether it was going to be the Villarreal style 4-4-2, which it was, or whether it was going to be a 4-2-3-1, because you could see uh, with um, either. But I, I was I was really keen to see him in a system where he had a bit more freedom. He had the ability to break forward more. Um, he's got so much, uh, he's got so much energy uh he you know he runs with the ball uh so well and his finishing uh like if you look at like he, he just doesn't score ordinary goals like every goal he scores is an absolute mm-hmm. blinder and uh, you know i said to you guys in the in the chat if we can get him into those positions where he's breaking on the edge of the box and we're pulling it we're pulling it back for him he, he can be a, easily a 10 goal a year attacking midfield mm-hmm. player um, yeah. And you know he's he's going to create things. It was again, as I said, it was him running with the running with the ball at pace that led to the free kick that Dean scored from. Um, I, I think you know defensively he's probably still got some some work to do uh, to to get to that really elite uh, level of of midfield players. Um, but you know there's no better coach than than Emery to to bring that out of him. But just yeah, all round of performance. And, and when you think about. Uh, again, under under Gerard, he was one of the, after McGinn. He was probably the next on the list that people would say, "Look, it's not working for him. He 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 needs to be out of the team." And you know, I don't think any of us were disappointed when Danks dropped him to go four two three one. Um, but play him in the right role, give him uh, enough protection that you know his primary role is to drive forward and uh, and create uh, things in the final third. Uh, and I think we'll just see we'll just see more and more of these types of performances from him. Mm. Do you think, do you think, um, you know, again, I don't want to keep going back to that couple of podcasts, but it's really interesting insights. He mentioned there about um, 
Ramsey and how it's been difficult for him because he's not really cemented a position um, because mm. he is a bit like Bellingham, I suppose. He can play anywhere. He's got you know, he's got all, all round package in terms of his abilities, um, but he hasn't sort of fixed a position and, and, and honed down exactly what his best position is, and he's suffered because of that. Where do you see him under Unai Emery? Given given you know Unai Emery is yeah. probably not is very likely to tinker and change tactics and change formation, not game by game, but certainly more often than other managers we've seen at Villa previously? Yeah, it's, it's a good question, isn't it? Because um, when we all saw the lineup, I think most of us thought that uh, Ramsey would be lining up down the left uh, in a three, maybe. Um, and so when we did that kind of 4-4-2, out of possession, it was a 4-4-2 with, with Ramsey playing down the right. I thought it worked well because when we had the ball, he was narrower and um, when it narrower when, uh, when Cashy was overlapping him. But when uh, Cashy wasn't overlapping, uh, Bailey was splitting and they were going two for one on shore. And I thought that worked really well. And the best thing, though, uh, you know, and you, you can talk a lot about formations and stuff. And I, I see him as a sort of Lampard style player, you know, box to box, um, driving forward with the ball, arriving late into the box. I think his finishing is every bit as good as, as Lampard's was. We think about the chances Lampard used to get in that Chelsea team. You know, you'd fancy Ramsey to be putting them away. But um, yeah, what I really liked about his performance was uh, the way that the um, it was high energy. He was pressing high really well. But also what you might not always associate with him is he was really good on the half turn. Did you notice that? He was picking the ball up in the pocket mm. all the time, really quick on the half turn. And his economy with the ball was excellent. And that not just because he was playing simple. He was he was looking for Bailey. Bailey was running beyond Shaw. My only slight gripe was that we didn't get Shaw sent off because with that early yellow, I was just thinking every time either Ramsey or, or Bailey got it wide, just run it in. It'll bring you down. But anyway, that's a little bit of a digression. Um, I see him as a uh, yeah as a box-to-box midfielder. Um, I, I, I don't really fancy him as a winger. Uh, and like AJ said, I think that uh, if we can get the best out of him, then he's going to make a massive contribution in terms of goals. Talking of contribution, obviously Leon Bailey is another player, Yaro, uh, that contributed significantly to that to that victory and uh, the first goal sort of epitomised that um, Ollie Watkins finding the ball on the right hand side again the sort of split strikers they were sort of all over the shop weren't they really pulling the defenders apart Linda follows him um, great ball into Ramsey and then Ramsey finds Bailey for for a finish uh, what did you make of that that first goal yeah it was lovely yeah yeah am I the only one by the way who's who hasn't heard this term split strikers before before yeah uh, I've, not heard, game. I've not heard it uh, till, uh, right, I've not heard it right, I, okay. I have heard the term but I've uh, you've only just I've never heard it used so often uh, yeah. I imagine you I imagine you can figure out what it means though mate it's not a, it's fairly self-explanatory is it well, yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's just, it's just suddenly, suddenly, I've just heard this phrase over and over, and it's just not, not something I'm, uh, I'm, I'm familiar with. Um, but yeah, no, the, uh, the goal, the goal was great. Uh, lovely work from Watkins. I mean, um, I said to, I said to Sam during the game that Watkins was sort of vindicating both of our, our stances on him in that he was doing all of the off the, uh, away from goal work brilliantly, all the build-up play brilliantly, um, but really didn't looked like our least goal threat out of that front um the, the front players um so um but yeah bailey um i think it's worth saying yeah bailey bailey uh along with Consa and martinez are three players that i've been super critical of in the in the gerard era um not necessarily um blaming them but very much noting that their form has taken a, a massive dip um all three i thought looked like 
um, their old self. Well, in terms of Martinez and Conza, their old selves. In terms of Bailey, a self that we haven't seen um, much of. Uh, we've seen glimpses of. Um, but I thought the sort of performance that really made you excited about what this guy can do. And all of a sudden, those signings um, that we made um, post-Grealish, um, all of a sudden seemed to make sense. I mean, I know Ings wasn't wasn't involved uh, much in this instance, um, but Bailey is suddenly looking like the player uh, that we we signed and were excited about in, about in the first instance. And it's, isn't it amazing? You just you, you play a you play a player in a in a favoured position and, and you play to his strengths and and all of a sudden, yeah, you get something out of him. Um, great finish as well. Great finish, like you know, um, a finish of a player um, feeling confident, um, looking good. So, um, and his dad will be happy. Um, so uh yeah always, always yeah, good when good. his dad's happy you know yeah. great start there you know, yeah. didn't leave you there by the way uh four yeah those four them. different managers yeah all at the hotel all in the four and all the huh. different managers oh wow that's a great start um omar you're not going to put up your tweet a, wait, a couple of weeks ago when you said they were shit. <laughs> yeah i can yeah I can. he was shit though he was in he that was game shit. he was terrible he was he was terrible that game and, but uh, yeah that was did your tweet say that bailey is shit no no i said he was shit i said he was playing shit uh, More goal contributions than any Villa player. Four goals, two assists this season so far. So, yeah, I, I need well, I, I wonder if there's going to be. I wonder if there's going to be a bit of a clamour for everyone to get Bailey in their fantasy team because I think he might start. He was. The, he was. He was. Numbers. He was in my team and the, the from the first week and uh, as soon as I take. Can you him just out. Uh, can you just flash up Z Gold's uh, comment there, mate? In the, oh yeah, this one. The U- United United fan in the comments there. Oh, um, did you? You want you want to see us come and win at Old Trafford? Did you not see us do that last season, mate? <laughs> You're not paying attention. We already did that last year. So, all right. We've got, so we've, he, we've no, got, we've, he wants we've got the... he wants us to come. I think no, he, did, he wants to lose. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, he wants us to beat them because they've got to fight on TV fronts, aren't they? That's the with Man U at the moment. They're playing Thursday night in Europe. Thursday night this week in the League Cup. They're fighting on too many fronts. He just wants us to go there and beat them just to get their get you know get their fixtures down. Just on uh, Emery, before we move on uh, to villain stuff, guys, I just wanted to uh, call out two things. Um, and I, I've got something to say about Consa as well, which who Yarek mentioned. Um, obviously, there's loads of stuff we can point to tactically that he did differently uh, and better uh, and um, loads and loads of stuff. But there's just two particular, just little details that I really liked. One of the things I complained about uh as a kind of indicator of Gerard's limitations was that he was trying to play out from the back, but there was no structure in place to make sure that there were always out balls available. Mm. Straight away, you could see that from the first five minutes, you could see that um, Emery had set up a structure that allowed us to do that. And what he was doing was he was using the, the keeper as a third uh, player, essentially, the two, um, the two centre-halves uh, receiving the ball or playing it into Martinez from goal kicks sometimes. Because of United's front three, that meant um, Rashford, Ronaldo uh, and... Uh, who was the third? Gimacho. Rashford, Ronaldo and... Yeah, Gimacho. Gimacho. Or uh, Gaspacho, uh, etc. Um, <laughs> uh, all, all had to stay narrow and stay high. <laughs> it's cold. Which, which meant, yeah, thanks. Which meant that there was, you know, there was always an out ball to the wide players, and then also Louise or 
Dendonka or sometimes even Buendia would also come deep and drag one of the other United midfield players out of the middle. So that meant when it went out wide, then there was also a progressive pass into the middle of the park because their central midfield players were, were dragged out of position. Uh, and, and that's exactly the sort of fairly straightforward structuring of a team that was completely missing under under Gerard, but allowed us to play out fairly comfortably against United. And, and we all know the issues with United's press, especially with Ronaldo and the team and all that. They're not the best pressers in the world. But nonetheless, I've never seen us so comfortable playing out from the back. Uh, and that was all about um, that structure that had been put in place, thinking about how do we drag them out of position and make sure we've got players in space. Then the other one that I wanted to call out was when we were out of possession, um, Dendonka, who you'd think would be the one that was mostly sitting deepest, was often going really high and sitting on Casemiro or Ericsson, which meant the opposite for them. When they were trying to play out from the back, their out ball through those, their, their double pivot was massively limited and really prevented them from progressing the ball quickly into midfield. And then as soon as they were through that block, he would drop really quickly and get into the into the two banks of, of forts so that we weren't exposed um, behind as well. And, and just, again, those just, you know, not complicated, radical, um, tactical fluidity or, or anything, but just really clear instructions given to individual players around, look, this is what they're trying to do and this is how we prevent it. This is what we're trying to do and this is how we make it happen. Uh, and again, he's instilled all of that in, in three days, uh, you know, when we were, kept being repeatedly told uh, under um, Gerard that we needed more time to see that sort of um, that sort of progression. Um, and then just on Contra, as I mentioned, um, even when he was in his best form uh, and we were talking about him knocking on the door of the England team, my question over him was always his ability to pass and progress the ball out of defence. Against United, that is the best I have seen him playing the ball his pass completion was over 90%, which it often actually is, uh, but that's normally because he's just shuttling it sideways to uh, Mings inside him or, or um, Cash outside him. His progressive passing was as good as I've seen it. He progressed the ball over mm. 200 yards, almost as much as Tyrone Mings, which when you think normally our route out is through Mings. And that will make a massive difference to us being able to play the ball out from the back if there's two centre-halves that can do that. Because again, it makes it much harder for teams to defend against us if they know it's always going to come out through Mings then they can defend more easily against that than if it can come out uh, through both players and again I think the structure um, uh, really helps him because when there's when there's players available to pass to it's, it's much easier to progress the ball so um, yeah just uh, just those uh, things that I just wanted to highlight before we moved on. We, yeah, we haven't mentioned Mings much either and he, he had a good game I thought. Yeah excellent really was yeah. i thought um also did you mentioned they did onker as well um just wanted to share a tweet as well of uh, of the aston Villa players who've played more than 90 minutes so far in the premier league this season no one has a higher pass completion rate than the under donker uh considering he's you know he was he was, well, he was signed by gerard but he was a really bit part player yeah we all was it, well, i mean was he signed by gerard or was he signed by yeah. langer etc who knew gerard was on the way out yeah, true, it, it feels like it wasn't a Gerard. The way Gerard used him or didn't use him, uh, make, yeah, makes it feel like but, it but, wasn't. But, but, a but suddenly, line. you know, we've got obviously Dedonka and Louise, which seems to be working as a two, although obviously didn't work against Newcastle. 
but but there seems to be you know there seems to be a relationship there blossoming and, and they seem to complement each other well. You got Kamara obviously who's come back, uh, was on the subs bench came on, uh, and Morgan Sanson who's been who was frozen out now celebrating our goals. Um, and you know, obviously we know he's he's a he's a talented player as well. Uh, it does seem like we've got a bit more strength in depth in that in that midfield, which we you know before well, before yeah two weeks ago you if you asked me I would have been really really worried about it. Well, it's amazing how many, how big your squad is when like five or six of them aren't in a bomb squad that your manager has decided um, just to, just to, yeah, yeah, um, abandon them essentially. Um, yeah, players, players like, I mean, obviously Kamawa coming back from injury helps as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, is that, I mean, the, the treatment of Sanson, Dendonka, um, and then the fact that we always had McGinn and Ramsey in these deeper roles that they're not suited to. I mean, interesting, the substitution with McGinn coming on and essentially playing off the striker. Yeah. Um, a la Scotland. Um, I thought that was an interesting. Um, was it a sign sign of things to come? Um, I'm yeah. I'll be. I'm, I'm intrigued to see what happens with McGinn now. Yeah, and uh, Konza as well, bursting forward as well in the second half. Mm. Uh, oh yeah, into the box. And it was what, weird. What, I, I don't, what, 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 we just quickly on the. We'll go into the little yeah. week. I'm conscious of time, but um, yeah, substitutions, tactical flexibility within game, in game management. It was all there to see, wasn't it? Which was, yeah. uh, I thought, it was great to see. Um, you know, we've we've been critical of of Gerard and Smith, Dean Smith, uh, as well in terms yeah. of the in-game management and how they can affect games. And uh, you could see, you know, there was just little tweaks, little things happening. And if you've not watched the uh, Unai Emery Cam video, which sort of follows him throughout the game, it's really interesting. Uh, yes, you want an animated manager, but you want an animation with a purpose. And I think I think we could see the way he was managing the players on the pitch. Yeah, where he was spotting, you know, potential weaknesses, etc. He was trying to fix things as the game was going in, going on. Sorry, and I thought that was really, really I great to see. You, I don't suppose you have that clip that AJ found of. Oh, um, that's why you saw me. Emery, what was it that? I don't know what that instruction was. Uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> the Bukaki tactic, whatever uh, that is. Uh, what, what I do, <laughs> what I do have, is uh, coming on different in the week is this clip, which I'm going to share, and hopefully uh, this works. Um, um, can you guess what it is? Is it the elbow times it three? The elbow. It is the elbow times three. Here we go. So you can see here, obviously, there's a little little elbow there, a really forceful elbow there, which I thought was quite a bad one, and then the third one, which uh, is sort of quickened up in this video, but um, the third one was the one where he, he definitely elbows him, definitely goes for him. Um yeah, it was. The, I mean, how, how is that not a red card? Really, is it was the third one for me because the other two, he's obviously had a little dig, but you could say the ball's in play. Is you know, there's an argument, but the third one, the ball's gone. Uh, he swung his arm at him. Uh, I, you know, Bailey's overreacted. I don't believe for a second he was as uh, as hurt as he made out there. But you know, it's a it's a for it not even to be a, a booking. It is ridiculous. Uh, mm. It is a clear, is a clear foul. Uh, is intentional, violent conduct. Should have been a red card. And regardless of that, Martinez spent that whole game basically just running around kicking people. And the commentators are all like, "Oh, isn't it great how aggressive he is?" And all of that. Half of them weren't even given as fouls. Like, but mm-hmm. like, Look, if he's bigger than five foot three, that's an elbow into the face, and he's off. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so, and he's, so he's obviously. You know, he's got away with it because he's so short, but it was an elbow into the ribs. For yeah. me, throughout um, the game, you could go through it and you could probably find four or five yellow card offences for Martinez. I didn't and think some he of them was weren't even good. 
people have been talking him up big time, but I felt that um, we put him under, you know, all this talk about how culture he is playing out from the back. I thought that um, Bailey and Ramsey put him under loads of pressure and it's, I didn't find his distribution that impressive. Obviously, partly to do with what you were saying, AJ, about how he cut off the options um, through the middle of the park. But yeah, I, 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 you know, I think slightly overrated maybe as well as being dirty. Sorry, I'm just laughing yeah. at the book hack. Keep podcast. Well, I mean, that's right. Yeah, yeah this, is, this is your first time listening, then uh, yeah, get used to that. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Yeah. That's, the, um, that's the level of analysis. It's a it's a good description of what he was doing. But yeah, no, yeah. You're, you're exactly right. And he, particularly the first goal, um, Bailey has absolutely absolutely killed him there with that run. Uh, and it, you know, I know Bailey's quick, uh, but I, I would have been disappointed in my apparently elite centre-half if he'd have been exposed, uh, if he'd have been exposed like that. Um, so, yeah, villain of the week for me is Martinez. Uh, there's an argument that it should be the ref for not penalising any of those things, but I prefer to pick an opposition I mean, player just, who's... Sorry, sorry, I was just going to say, just on the ref, um, like, there was a 20-25 minute spell in the second half where it just felt like he was stubbornly refusing to give us a free kick. Like, it yeah. just went over, one one after the other, one after the other. Like, they all, you know, maybe a couple of were marginal, but some, some of them looked absolutely blatant. And then I think the climax of it was when he interrupted our counter-attack with a, yeah. with a, with a very effective block. Um, <laughs> And, and I yeah. think at that point he went, all right, this is getting ridiculous now. Um, and then McGinn came on and McGinn won about three free kicks. So it seemed like McGinn was the kind of key to the ref's heart, ultimately. McGinn's um, arse. It was, um, yeah. 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 But it was... Uh, it was, it was, it was we had a Polish bloke so in front of us in the stand and uh, he was brilliant because um, he was filming all of the game. Um, so he obviously has a, a good account of it, a good record of the match. And he seemed to have two words in English. Yeah, one was "fuck" and the other one was "you." And uh, when the during that period of the match where the ref was uh, just having an absolute stinker, uh, this bloke was just giving him tons of invective, but two-word invective, you know. And it was just like every time these two words, and I was like, "He's nailed it! Yeah. He's nailed it!" This bloke. To be fair, it, it, could be, it could be it could be Brummy, to be honest. Yeah, you know, he, he had most, a, that's most of the he, fans around me and up He had a really distinct way of saying "fuck you," though. It was like. Fuck you! Fuck you! <laughs> <That> was, it. <laughs> it was, was it? Was it? Wasn't you, Yara? Was it? it wasn't me. It wasn't me. I did think we... that when Colin, there was a weird Polish man that was just shouting <laughs> abuse. I was like, "Weren't you there with Yarek? Like, is it? What's going on?" Uh, any other shouts? Cool, uh, but... Ronaldo, uh, man. Yeah, Ronaldo, yeah, Ronaldo. Best and then throwing a few hissy fits. Oh yeah, yeah. I, don't, I don't really know what happened to Tyrone. Uh, yeah, looked, it wasn't even clear from the replays. Uh, yeah, it wasn't. Just, but Ronaldo was looked guilty. Do you, you not think Ronaldo looked really guilty? Like he was, oh shit, I've done something here. I might get done here, but I couldn't see anything. But he looked like he'd he'd done something. But he was yeah. he was the. I mean, it was a bit of a wrestle. I would say uh, Ronaldo was the instigator of the wrestle, and particularly as it came to its end. I think Mings was uh, really smart in terms of the way he he made it very clear he wasn't doing anything. He was like his body was completely relaxed and all of that, and it was Ronaldo that was pulling him to the ground and and all of that. Mings very unlucky to get booked in that yeah, um, in that exchange. I think it, I, I I don't think it was a red for Ronaldo either, but it was a yellow for Ronaldo and should have been nothing for Mings in my. I, I think refs <laughs> often give the to the two yellows when they don't really know what happened and they just go yeah, yeah yellow each that'll do. Yeah. It's good tactic, though, I think, by Mings. Like, just keep hold of the player because, you know, not maybe three times out of ten, the player lashes out 
and you mm. and you get a red card. You know, just hold. You're not doing anything, are you? You're just holding them. You're not not mm. strangling. You're not gonna them. get a red for that. Yeah, not gonna get yeah. red for that. I think it's a not bad tactic. But yeah, second half, um, I thought the substitutions killed the game off fairly well. There was there was one moment where was it? Um, who was it on the right? Was it Alanga? I think it might have been where he came on. Came on, and there was a ball, a crossfield ball, and Martinez came out and sort of punched it and took him out at the same time. Um, Ronaldo was straight away asking for a pen, but yeah, that's never, right. Never, yeah. never going to be given. Uh, but apart from that, really, was um, it was fair, it was weird to, for us to be so comfortable with you know. As soon as as soon as it goes two one, you're thinking you know. I think I tweeted, yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I messaged you guys. I was like, well, here that goes. You know, there's my dream gone. Um, yeah, and and you know we scored the third goal. Um, excellent. Active United didn't. Walking. United yeah, didn't have on. a shot. Didn't have a shot after the seventy-third minute. United. Wow. There you go. So, Sam actually That's said brilliant. to us um, when United made the triple sub. Sam said, "This is the most underwhelming Manchester United triple sub that, that you've ever seen." And I was like, "Shut the fuck up!" Because they're going to win four-three <laughs> now. <laughs> um, they brought on it was Alanga, Martial, and um, Malasia. Yeah, yeah, and it was like, "Oh, this isn't the fearful United." But I know they've got injuries and had a few yeah, yeah. players out. But it, but you know, but you know, you but you know what? You know what? You are. We've we've how many times have we played Man United when they've been? In a bad way, oh, missing, yeah. missing, missing players, and they've still beaten us. Um, yeah. So, yeah. and they're, you know, they're they're in really good form. They've been playing really well. They've seemed to have uh, the players have seen taken on board Aaron uh, Ten Hag's sort of philosophies and style of play, etc. Quite quickly, Casemiro has been brilliant. Martinez has Ericsson's been brilliant. Been, Ericsson's Ericsson's been, class. been brilliant. Yeah, Rashford's you know hit, hit a good run of form as well. So they're coming into this full of full of confidence, and and you know we. I know we've got a new manager bounce, but still, you know, quite opposite after being thrashed by Newcastle. Um, but I don't know about you guys. I, I the morning of the game, I just woke up feeling really confident. I don't know what it was. Um, it's weird to feel confident about a Villa Aston Villa team, but uh, yeah, brilliant, brilliant performance uh, all around, really. Uh, to, yeah. to a man, brilliant. I think hero of the week has to be Unai Emery, 100. Uh, I don't think there's anyone else. Uh, it can be really a few other shouts as well. But we move on now to to Thursday's game. We're going to do vital statistics in a minute, but just before we do that, I'm going to start a new thing, a tweet of the week or meme of the week. Oh, uh, yeah. Uh, I was but, surprised by that. And then it turns out it was my idea. So great. Was, I was going to say, <laughs> AJ, your idea. <laughs> but this is the, this is AJ's shout for this week. Uh, I'm just going to put it on. Uh, this, so this was a, a reply to uh, AVFC's admins post. Um, I think it was, was it today or yesterday. I'm not too sure. But anyway, Morgan Sanson, uh, MSA, today it was. Uh, yeah, today. And then someone's reply was, there you go. It was uh, the famous Ian Ian Wright, uh, famous Ian Wright uh, clip where he sees his old teacher. So his old teacher. Yeah, it's brilliant. Yeah. yeah, I thought you were. I thought you were dead. Someone said you were dead. Yeah, enjoyed that. Very uh, good reply. Good, uh, good content. Well done. Who is it that's done it? I can't even see. Oh, I don't know what's. Uh, uh, next time we'll need to shout them out. Yeah. yeah. Good reply. Good quality. Good Ooh. content. Right. All, right. all round. All right. Right. I'm going to, AJ, I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to do vital statistics now. And then uh, I'm going to leave it to you. Because I can hear one of my children shouting in the background. So I'm just going to double check on them. <laughs> vital statistics. <laughs> Well, uh, right. I'm not AJ. I'm, on to you. I'll be back in a second. Yeah. 
All right, thanks. I mean, I've not really got many stats because it's United again and we did them all. <laughs> we did them all last week. But the one thing I did want to highlight is uh, having beaten them this week, we now only need to win the next 52 games on the trot to have an all-time winning record against United. So Great. So I fancy, see you in 25 I fancy, years, mate. <laughs> I, I fancy us to do it. What do you reckon? 52 I, yeah. on the bounce? I, 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 that, well... Yeah, maybe maybe not that. Uh, but I do fancy us to win uh, on Thursday. Um, and as as I as I pointed out earlier, AJ, we do have a winning record against them in the League Cup. Um, yeah, four, we do. Four, four four wins, one draw, and two losses. I assume the draw. I don't know if that went to extra time. It was in nineteen seventy. So um, no, it would have been replay. Would have been replay. They just re- oh re- yes, of course. The win the win came after the replay. Yeah, sorry. Yeah. Replayed endlessly in the seventies, didn't they? Like even even the finals you used to have replays in those days. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I think there's a good chance of us doing them on, on Thursday. Um, he loves a cup, doesn't he? Unai loves a cup. Um, yeah. I think we'll go there on Thursday full of confidence. It's going to be a tough ask, but we're going to have 7,500 Villa fans cheering them on. Um, I, I think we can go there and win. If we go there and win, you have to feel our names on the trophy, don't you? It's a bit early yeah. for that. No, it's no, no. It's not. He's a cup specialist. We'll turn over Would United at Old Trafford and then that's it. We're all going to have a fantastic day out at Wembley. I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. We'll Wembley. Good, Wembley. We're at Wembley. What happened? What uh, I'm saying if we beat United on Thursday, our name's on the cup, mate. Uh, Sounds yeah. confident. Sounds confident. What do we think? What do we think? How, is he going to go full strength, do you think? Um, you I think know, we've got the World it. Cup, got the World cup break coming up. Do you think Do you think Sanson will get a look in? Do you think Kamara will start? What do, what do we think the team's going to look like? I think he'll tweak it just because he'll, he'll, he will want to keep them on their toes. Um, I, I just don't think that he'll want to play exactly the same way. Uh, I'm not sure if Santon will get a run. Um, I think that Cameron may well. Um, Maybe Danny Ings, Danny Ings, perhaps? Potentially, yeah. Uh, but I, I do think there will be a couple of changes. I, I mean, would you just go with the same level? They shouldn't be that tight, should they, really? Um, no. And then they've got a big break. Brighton on Sunday. Yeah, a big break after Brian on Sunday. I think, I, I don't know, I, I want to take the cup seriously. Emery's already said, you know, the, his first thing was, I want to win a Villa Cup. That's the main aim. Uh, you know, before even Europe, before any of that. And I think we have to take it seriously. And, and I'd be going full strength team, 100%. Mm. Mm. I think I think Emery's cup specialism is one of the most exciting things about him. Um, yeah. I mean, um, yeah, we're obviously all desperate for silverware. We've ended our barren run of wins against United at home, so ending our barren run of silverware would be would be most welcome. And mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, United perhaps ideal opponents because Emery really has had their number on a number of occasions in recent years. So, yeah. um, and and they've and they're struggling. Seem to be struggling with the weekend Thursday game. I know this yeah. is not Europe, but still. Same same yeah. sort of format. Yeah, it's strange that it's on a Thursday um, because there's games tonight, but none of them are on TV. And then they've gone Wednesday, Thursday for TV. It seems a bit yeah. odd. Yeah, I never know. What I, don't, I, don't understand, I don't understand the scheduling this year. There's a lot of odd things going on, like um, but, Saturday night game. Uh, sorry, uh, yes, like Saturday evening games. Like, um, yeah. Um, but yeah. the question for Omar is, though, I would say, yes, I, I think that we probably should go full strength on Thursday. The question is, I, I suppose, is what we saw on Sunday full strength? Is is, Emer- is Emery clear on what his best 11 is? Is that it? When If Camera has come through another week of training and he's put in that cameo on Sunday, does he? Does Emery think, well, you're my part of my full strength 11, so there, there go you start? Or, or does he ease him in more slowly? Uh, how far ahead of Ings is Bailey? 
how far off is McGinn? It's hard to say, isn't it? Yeah, I think it's something AJ said as well on on our WhatsApp group, which I think is, I just don't, I just think we'll be, he'll be a horses for courses type manager where you know you you know yes we might have played this sort of four four two with you know split strikers and sort of that box midfield, but doesn't necessarily mean we'll play it again just because we won with that. Um, I think he will tinker whether we'll tinker with personnel or just tactics. I'm not too sure, but I I think that is our I think that is our best team for now because Kamara there's no way he's going to be ready to play 90 minutes after that yeah. injury. Mm. Uh, yeah, you'd, you'd imagine when Kamara's fully fit, he displaces Dendonka in, in, in the yeah. first 11. But, and that's a pretty, um, that's a pretty formidable not... team, I think, as well. And I, I also think Brundia needs to improve as well. Uh, you know, I'm a, I, you guys know I'm a massive fan of him, but mm. his passing was off. Um, it was his inconsistent. His, 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 his energy was great. Things. Energy was great. Yeah. great. But also, he did make some really good passes, yeah. but there were times when his pass selection or his execution was off. Yeah, yeah. And, 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 and he I mean, always I... seemed he always seems so frenetic, Buendia, That like sometimes he just yeah he's is 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 he's uh yeah he's just passed it too quickly or he's just yeah he's not he's not he's just not calmed down to just think about it. I mean, I said in the WhatsApp, I think he was. I don't think he was terrible against United, but I think he was probably no. our, our worst player actually, uh, which is unusual. But I think that adjustment for him of having to fill in. Uh, on the left, uh, defensively, in a, in in, a, in two banks of four, um, having to still break it. I think he's had to make in that system. He's had to make the biggest tactical adjustment of any of those players. Mm. So I think it's uh, I think it's understandable um, that that um, uh, he had you know he had some issues, but yeah, he still played the ball into the final third more than any other player. Uh, in the team, he still had a goal creating action because it was him that played in Watkins uh, for Watkins to to run and create the third the third goal. So you know, even even when he's having a poor game, he seems to always be involved and creating things. You know, Paul's probably a bit strong, but even when he's not at his best, he's still involved and in creating things. Which you know, if the alternative is Coutinho, then obviously it's not at the moment because he's uh, apparently injured. Oh. Um, but the you know if that's the alternative that we you would be debating, then you know the difference is Coutinho is either sensational or just completely uninvolved. When when Dio is off the ball, he's still managing to to influence the game uh, a little bit as well. Yeah, I think just coming back to the the, the United game, as much as the, of the debate around whether we'll go full strength or not, I'd be interested to see what sort of team they put out because their fixture congestion is ridiculous. So they've got this Europa League playoff thing that they've got to go into now because they finished second in the group. Mm. There's literally no weekend or midweek available in their calendar for them to <laughs> to play those fixtures because their season is just so congested now. So actually, it'd probably do them a bit of a favour if they were knocked out of the League Cup by us because they could fit some of their other fixtures in. Uh, around the World Cup and all the rest of it, so um, I wouldn't be surprised if if they um, make a lot of changes to their team um, nice. with with a view on the. Yeah, if they want to throw the game, we'll we'll catch it. You know, I mean that's yeah. that's fine. <laughs> let's get your let's get your predictions, and we'll move on to Villa Vault before we end the pod. Who's first? Sam, you go first. What's your, what's your prediction? Uh, I'm going to say two 0 Villa. Yaro. Uh, I'm going to back us 2-1 after extra time. Oh, nice. Love their extra time. Yes, AJ? Mm. Uh, still United at Old Trafford, isn't it? I'm ever the pessimist. I, I'm, I'm going to say we're going to lose, but, you know, part of me thinks we can. I think we can, I think we can win. 
I think we'll lose Watkins two. Watkins Brace, I'm going for, lads. Watkins oh, Brace. Oh, <laughs> Blimey. What? Blimey. Uh, really what random reviews on Pens or Pens or replays. I think it's Pens, isn't it? Because of the fixture yeah, congestion. So yeah. I, I would, on that note, I'm going to go. We're going to win on Pens. Yeah, Five you don't points. get replays in the League Cup. You haven't for years, have you? So, no, I um, think so. Yeah. Are you making the trip, Omar? No, I'm not. No, 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 no. no I'd no. love to. I've never been to Old Trafford actually. I've managed to tick off quite a few away grounds in the last couple mm. of years, which has been nice. But I've not never been to away. Uh, never been to Old Trafford. So yeah, maybe one day. Mm. Um, right, let's do. Uh, let's do Villa Vault. Oh. You're pretty surprised there, Yaro. Uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I just didn't think we were going to have time for this because I know you've got to go and pick up your mother-in-law. Um, yeah, but, um, train station. Yeah, yeah, but we got time, yeah. Um, okay, uh, so we are going... So I was looking at the, those League Cup fixtures. Uh, I picked one of the winning ones. Um, if we discount the... Se- I figured 70s might be a bit, a bit challenging. So um, we're going to go for 13th of October. The last time we beat them in the League Cup, uh, 13th of October, 1999. A three-nil victory. Um, yeah, what can can anyone remember the game in any way? I remember, it. remember it well. Yeah, uh, United played quite a weakened team. Uh, played a lot of the. They, they certainly there. did. If you want to die and guess the United team, I think we might be here a while. Um, there is Luke, one. Luke, Luke Chadwick was playing, wasn't he? I think. Luke Chadwick was indeed playing. Um, there's a Ooh. Gibraltar international Qu- in there. Quinton Fortune played, did he? No, 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 no. Quinton Fortune. Higgin, Higgin uh, bottom. Uh, yes, Higginbottom is the um, is the Gibraltar international. There's one player in the United lineup that has a strong Villa link. Oh God, who would have been uh, back then? Ronnie Johnson? Did he play? Ronnie Johnson. It was not yeah. Ronnie Johnson. Um, bearing in mind, this is a this is a player who was perhaps out of favour at United, hence why he's playing in the weakened team. Gemma Jemba. No, no. That would have been way before, actually. Sorry. Villa legend, United flop. Hmm. Villa legend, United flop. Anyone I could... Well, Paul McGraw Bos- Bosnich? Sure. it's too late yeah. for him. Bos- sure, then Levy's Bos- got it. It's Bosnich. Bosnich. Bosnich was in goal for United on on that day, um, letting in the three. Um, other other names in there include Michael Clegg, Jonathan Greening, Clegg. Ronnie, Ronnie Warwick, Michael Twiss. Solskjaer oh. was up front. Uh, Jordi Cruyff was playing as well. Oh, um um, so oh, yeah, Paul Paborski, was he around? Oh, he been, no, been, no, Paborski. Uh, John O'Shea is in there. Um, uh, yeah, and I think I've said them all now. Uh, subs: David Healy and Richard we- Richie Wellens. Um, so yeah, Villa. Uh, can you can you remember the uh, the scorers? Uh, Ian Taylor. Yeah. Ian Taylor got the second. Yeah, yeah. Ian Taylor got the second. Jochen, no. Dublin. Yeah, Jochen got the first after eighteen minutes. Uh, Dublin didn't score, but he did play. I'm yes. going to go. I'm going to go. Alan Thompson. Oh, Alan Thompson was in the lineup, but he didn't get the third goal. Uh, it was a it was a gamble because he never. Used, we used to sing for him every free kick. No, he never scored. Did he? Never yeah. scored. Lee Hendry. Lee Hendry. Uh, Hendry, no, but he did play. Um, so yeah, that's another one. Um, it, it is a midfielder um, who got the goal. It was he was actually a sub. He came on for Alan Thompson and scored in the dying minutes to wrap Boating. up the game. Boating. No, no, but Boateng did play. God, who else? Not Hendry, not Boateng, not Taylor, not Merce. Merce. No, Merce. Merce. Not Merce, no. Merce wasn't involved. Um, I'm trying to think who else, which other midfielders do we have then? Uh, so this is a, 
he uh, England international in the 19 oh. Euro 96 Steve squad. Stone. Steve Stone. Stone. Steve yeah. Stone got the God, third goal. Me to it. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, came on for Alan Thompson. So you've got the midfield of Boateng, Hendry, Taylor, Thompson. You've got Dublin and Joachim. So who's your keeper and who's your back four? Ken coming in goal. Enkuman, yes, great shout. Yeah, I, um, yeah, I was surprised that he was. Echiog, um, uh, yep. Delaney, Delaney, yep. Southgate, no Southgate. I think Barry. Southgate. Yep, Gareth Barry, yep. And you're just missing one now. This one's was Staunton with us still at that point. No, no. not Staunton. Um, I actually associate this player, I think, with the kit that Sam is playing now because he was he, he was only with us for that for for around that screen. Oh, Alpi, Alpi Ozilan. No, no, not Alpi. Colin, Colin Calderwood. Calderwood is oh, the monster. The Moa uh, man. Yeah, yeah. So, the Moa man. Uh, yeah, and you've just got two subs uh, to get. Um, Echiog went off at half time for this player. Oh, was he injured? Uh, uh, I assume so. Um, no Skimmaker. No matter how many times you say Skimmaker, he's not going to be in there. Uh, <laughs> um, it, this is a player we signed from Newcastle. Um, a a player who could play across the back. Steve, line, Watson. Steve, Steve Watson. Watson. Utility man. Steve, Steve Watson. Watson. Steve Watson. <laughs> Steve Watson. And then uh, just the final third sub. Uh, we only had three on the bench at the time, it seems. Um, uh, there's no unused subs. Uh, so this other sub came on for Jochim, 57 minutes. Um. Yeah. Any Any guesses? Uh, no. No. The cell. There we go. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No so, keeper uh, on the bench. Apparently not, unless there are unused subs. Ooh, just, risky they, business. They might. No, they they might just. I reckon the eleven. The eleven <laughs> just don't have the unused subs, to be honest. Um. But yeah, there you go. A bit of a flashback to the the Gregory era and a, a convincing, a handsome League Cup victory. Wait. We we is this one we lost to Bolton in? Sort of the semi-finals. Is that the same season? No, that, that was, was uh, that was that was Yeah, yeah. I don't know I'm what think, we I'm went. I think where we got to because we got to after the Ever Cup final this year, didn't we? Um, yeah, I think this is yeah. This is the year we got to the the FA Cup final. Yeah. Oh um, God, that the, was the, the league the league cup. Not so sure about. Um, I don't remember this game at all, and I would have I would have been there because I was a season ticket holder in those days, and I went to the I went to that Chelsea Cup final, which was because the semi-finals apparently. We lost to uh, we lost we lost in the semi-finals apparently. Oh right, yeah. Leicester in the semi. Yeah, yeah. They won it under O'Neill, didn't they? Didn't they won it under O'Neill that year? Elliot, they they beat Tramie Rovers two one in the final. This was when Matt Elliott was like on him. He scored against us every game, and then he scored two goals in the final as well. Baldy fella, remember that. Yeah. So on nice. Thursday night we're going to party like it's 1999. Then is that what we're saying? Yeah. There we go. Gonna, there we go. That was a, this one was at Villa Park, though, wasn't it? So ah. it was. It was. Yeah. Yeah. Good one, Yara. Like I enjoy that. Uh, yeah. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I've got zero recollection of the game myself. So no, I remember. Um, I remember the game. I remember them being. Uh, yeah. Was this was this also the season where we played West Ham and they fielded an ineligible player? Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that was and a really league one. Yeah, we lost the game and then we played him again one four 0 at Villa Park. Or win, or win in me or something like that. That was the yeah, player yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. the boy. Manuel Omiyimni. The boy was a sub, didn't he? Uh, didn't yeah, they, I think. and he wasn't yeah. registered or something. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Well done. Well done. Uh, well, thank you, boys, as ever. Uh, Twenty-seven years later, 
we finally done it. We finally beat Man United. Excellent to dissect that game with you guys. Uh, uh, please do subscribe and like this video. Uh, we're quite new to YouTube, so the more subscribers got, the more uh, motivation I have to carry on doing it. Uh, all the guys have to <laughs> to do it. So please do subscribe. Come on, uh, mate. Well, I'm being honest. I'm being really honest. What's wrong with that? Yeah. Just, you know, a bit of positive vibes. Come on. Positive that's, vibes only. That's rich from coming from you, mate. It was just ridiculous yeah. to lose in the League Cup. <laughs> that's true. 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 But, but uh, no, no, positive. You're right. You're right. After my my Leon Bailey shout, I'm, I've learned how to be positive. Uh, but yeah, thank you guys. Um, if you're listening on audio uh, only, then please do uh, subscribe on whatever audio platform you're on. And we'll be back uh, post the League Cup. Hopefully, we'll be through to the next round and uh, we'll be full of beans again. Um, the This is the only podcast you can get the Bukaki reference. <laughs> Stop mentioning it. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for watching. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to make myself laugh. Uh, up the villa. Up the villa. Up, 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 up the villa. I love it. Manu bahut changa lagda.